Next up, the best prankvertising of 2018. That's right. The Rick and Rick Awards continue. With our totally subjective favorites from the year in marketing that was. And it all starts right here, right now. On the one show where everybody's name is Rick. And everybody rules the world. Welcome, folks. So Rick and Rick Awards continue. This is the second in a series of new episodes where we're counting down our top three favorites each in a wide variety of different marketing categories. Digital outdoor, augmented reality, branded games, viral video, and, and so on. In part one of this series, we counted down our top three choices for the best in AR and VR marketing in 2018. And in this episode, we're going to be looking at our favorite adverb pranks. Uh, I guess you could call them adverb pranks, prank advertising, branded stunts, or whatever you want to call these hidden camera videos that brands produce to drive home a point by by pulling a fast one on unsuspecting consumers. So let's just dive in here. For my number three, I, I hopefully this is going to count because this uh, it, I, it isn't a traditional ad prank. It isn't, uh-huh. you know. So uh, here's the setup. Basically, uh, there were a couple. I think there were students, design students, uh, and they were looking at uh, the different advertising that McDonald's had done, and they realized that uh, McDonald's really didn't have any Asian people in any of their advertising. Whoa! So as a joke. Uh, they made their own, <laughs> made their own uh, poster, and they went into McDonald's and they put it on the wall, and nobody noticed. <laughs> and so the poster <laughs> was in the McDonald's uh, restaurant for 51 days before somebody finally. I think actually they gave it up themselves. I think they they started telling people about it, oh, and awesome. uh, it spread. Ellen, uh, I think Ellen, uh, the Ellen Show actually did a, a spot on it. You know the whole thing, and I have to give props to McDonald's. So McDonald's response was, "Hey, you know what? That was a pretty good ad. Here's twenty five thousand dollars. We're going to use it." Sweet. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I saw a story about that, but I I didn't realize that McDonald's had actually like said, okay, we'll we'll actually give you some money for it. That's pretty cool. I I thought it was great. So, you know, so it was a prank uh, and about advertising and then you know, basically McDonald's is now using that as a way to get some publicity. So I thought it kind of fit into the category and I thought it was super clever and kudos to the the, the two designers who came up with the idea. All right. All right. So what's your number three? Oh, uh, number let's see. Three. My number three is Duncan Sip. So in this prank, Duncan kind of pulled the pay less, um, but it was earlier in the year. So Duncan opened up this very high-end coffee shop in Portland, Maine called Sip. So this was this area in Portland where it's kind of like restaurant row. And and so they pulled a prank on foodies. They shot video of foodies kind of going into the coffee shop and captured them on video, extolling the virtue of Sip's, you know, pricey, premium quality espresso drinks. And then they'd reveal to them that they were really drinking Duncan's espresso blend. The people that they had on screen took it all in fun and and said, hey, good job for Duncan. This is outstanding coffee. According to PSFK, sales of Duncan's espresso at its local location shot up 60% in the week that followed this particular stunt. I doubt it did anything long-term, but it's always great to capture these videos. I mean, if you're going to do a prank, make sure you're getting videos of it so you can use it beyond the actual event. It gets so much more attention than standard advertising. So I thought this was great and worked in the same exact way as Payless's did, which I thought, thought was another great stunt this year. Yeah, that's great. You know, there was a, there was a coffee 
coffee maker, maybe you can remember, I want to say it was Maxwell House did a stunt when the Starbucks and all these folks were coming out and they had their, you know, instant coffee and they had a taste test. Yeah. And uh, across the board, people like the Maxwell House coffee better than the fancy coffee. And yeah. so this is kind of a modern take on that. I love it. I yeah. absolutely love it. Yeah. So, number two. So you remember, I mean, it was literally just a few weeks ago, we were talking about Payless or what was the, the pop-up store they did? Yeah, Palessi? Palessi, yeah. Palessi. Diesel. And I hadn't heard of this, but apparently this happened earlier in the year. Diesel decided, it was during New York Fashion Week, that they were going to pull a prank on people. And what they did is just down the street from where the fashion shows were, were being held, they created a pop-up store and uh, they, they basically uh, made it look like fake diesel clothes to the point where instead of being spelled appropriately, it's being spelled uh, diesel, you know, D-E-I-S-E-L. And so, so basically it was all legitimate diesel clothing. In fact, uh, some of it was like, you know, one-off, you know, special edition, you know, clothes. Uh, and, and they were just, you know, kind of having fun with it. I, I don't know that there was like a brand story to tell out of it. Uh, but the whole point was, you know, to see if you know, people could figure out that these knockoffs were actually legitimate diesel uh, clothing, which none of them did. Uh, and in fact, it was really funny watching people negotiate with it. It was like, you want $20 for that shirt? I'll give you 15. And, you know, and so, you know, they're trying to negotiate them down. Little did they know that's really, you know, an $80 shirt that they just got for 15 bucks. Wow. Anyway, so then. So then Diesel, uh, you know, announced it after the first day, you know, got a whole bunch of film and video and, you know, just had a lot of fun with it. And so for day two, you know, they announced it. And then, of course, boom, there were lines, you know, just incredibly long lines around the block, you know, trying to get in there, get the stuff. And so now some of those, the, that diesel clothing, the diesel clothing, uh, is actually got a, a strong secondary market where it's going <laughs> for more than, than you know, clothes that are labeled correctly, which is kind of cool. That's awesome. I, you know, I don't think that was what I thought it was. I thought that they were trying to do some kind of message about buying fakes, you know, knockoffs of their clothing. So what you're saying is this was almost a reverse of Palessi, that they were actually making it less expensive and realizing they were getting a really good deal. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's exactly it. Wow. I thought, anyways, I just thought it was fun, right? It was a total PR stunt. It definitely got, you know, people talking about it fashion week and, you know, net, net, uh, it ended up, you know, uh, getting them in the news for a period of time. You know, it's like so hard now to get attention through just advertising. I, I'm surprised that more brands don't do this. Even IHOB, as bad as that was, and boy, I hate saying that word again. At least it got them <laughs> talked about this year that, you know, a regular IHOP commercial is not going to do, at least not on its own. So Yeah. You know, I was really surprised that so far we have not heard IHOB in your list. So no. maybe when we get to number one, that's going to be your number one is IHOP. Yeah, well, you know, listeners, you're going to have to stay tuned then uh, as we take a quick break. Hey, Rick and Rick Nation, don't forget to check out our website at rickandrick.com. It's double the Rick in just one click at rickandrick.com. All right, we are back with the Rick and Rick Awards. We're counting down the top three of our favorite adverb pranks. And so I think I'm at my number two number here. So two. my number two was Range Rover Evoke Stunt. So they have a new crossover vehicle this year. And actually, full confession here, I literally today saw that this actually happened in December of 2017. It came too late for our end date for last year's awards. So I'm going to include it this year. In this prank from Range Rover, 
they did the mother of all speed bumps. They put this giant speed bump in this busy London street, this giant speed bump, this sort of rounded bump. And it was, I don't know, it was probably 20 feet tall or something and captured on video the reaction of passersby and drivers who would turn and then realize they couldn't go down the street and had to find another way around it. And they even had sort of actors or whatever, fake drivers attempt to go over it and essentially get in a fender bender with this speed bump. They see this giant unpassable roadblock, but then it's revealed that it isn't a giant unpassable roadblock for the all new all wheel drive Range Rover Evoque, which it was very clear it was a professional driver, but it easily traverses the speed bump. I like this one. I guess the other ones, you know, the, the SIP one is in the same vein, but a lot of these adverb pranks usually will try to say something about a product value proposition, but through an analogy in the real world. But what's nice here is that it's on brand and it's it's on point. This is a demonstration of the all-wheel drive capabilities of the Evoke automobile. So I really like this one. It's fun. I liked all the reactions from people and it was cool watching the Evoke go over the speed bump. It actually looked precarious for, for it even. Had to have been a professional driver, but uh, but it still was pretty cool. Absolutely. You know, uh, what I what I love is in the setup, you know how they, they have the cars pulling up to it and everybody being really cautious. And then all of a sudden you see some kid on a BMX bike jump over the top of it. Right. The Evoke comes in and to your point, it ends up doing a three wheel yeah. kind of climb up it because, you know, the, this, the hill is so steep that one of the tires is off the ground. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's very well done. It's a lot of fun. And we learned something, right? Don't take these steep hills straight on. You have to take it at an angle and go for the, uh, the, the three wheel thing. I was afraid it was going to roll. It wouldn't have just blown the whole stunt if they, you know, ended up rolling or something. You know, I, I, you got to imagine it must have been really hard to get the permits for this one. Totally. I mean, you know, it, was, it, it looked like it was literally obstructing and had to have been pissing people off to be there. You did see people kind of pull in like, damn it, what the hell is that thing? And now I got to go around this way. And then all the passersby little craning their necks around to see, what is that? I mean, it really looked like a, a speed bump. I, it was, it's fun. So for my number one, this one, this is hard, you know, trying to pick a number one. What did I think was the, the best one? For me, the number one, to your point earlier, is it's it's got to be something connected to the brand. It's got to be something that uh, you know, you get a, a response out of an emotional response one way or another. It's exciting. It's, you know, heartfelt. It's whatever. Uh, in this particular case, the one I, I chose this year is uh, WestJet. And I, I hadn't seen this before, but apparently for at least the last five, six years, every year WestJet does something around Christmas time. Uh, and so I think uh, a couple of years ago, what they had was like an interview as you're getting on the plane, like, oh, what do you want for Christmas? You know, and talk to the kids and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, I, you know, I really want this video game or, you know, I want a PlayStation. I want, you know, flowers or whatever. And then when you get off the plane on the other side, uh, they actually had all your gifts, right? Which is kind of a cool nice. thing, right? They yes. they connected it. They had somebody do all the shopping and then get back to the airport and give it out to the people as they're getting off the plane. Well, this year they took it up a notch. Okay, so what they did this year, which I thought was kind of cool, is uh, it started during the summertime. They did these interviews and they said, you know, hey, if uh, you could travel anywhere in the, in the world. Where would it be? And what do you want to do? And so um, they, they were looking for, you know, like a heartfelt story. And so there was this couple who was like, you know, hey, we would love to uh, go to Australia and see our friends. They used to live down the street, um, you know, that we, we really bonded with them. And then we moved apart and da, 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 da. And so, you know, we 
we we really miss them. We'd really love to see them again. And they thought, oh, that's kind of clever. And so what they did is did not give them what they wanted in, in a surprising way. Uh, instead, they said, hey, I'll tell you what, well, we, we, we can't do what you're asking, but how about you do a travel blog for us? So we're going to send you to the UK and uh, you can you know take pictures and do different things, but you have to write the post for it and put it on a blog and that sort of thing. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, unbeknownst to the couple, they also reached out to their friends that were in Australia and basically offered them the same thing. And so this, this whole prank had both of the couples oh. cruising around town within a block of each other for a full day until you know the climax where they have them both get on this double-decker bus and you know the the australian couples up on the top and the couple from america come up and you know they see each other and there's like this like cool moment where it's like oh my god you're here yeah you know wow. anyways it's just I just love it, right? You know, yeah. it, they, um, they're they're getting back to their their whole brand proposition, which is you know traveling and why do you travel? It's to have these experiences, to see the people you love, and you know the the people that you miss, and they they brought them together that way. So for me, this was this was up there for me because you know, like I said, I had that emotional thing, but at the same time, they were playing a prank on this couple, and it was a long term six month prank, which I thought was pretty clever. That's fantastic. I I, I love that kind of thing. It, it sounds like this had sort of that emotional moment to it that got you kind of verklempt over it and felt the impact. Exactly. All right, my number one advert prank for 2018 is Burger King Whopper neutrality. It does, I guess it'll, I'll say that it communicates just how much people want their BK and how upsetting it would be to be unable to afford it. This video captures outraged reactions of real life customers who learn that Whoppers are now served at slow, fast, and hyper fast MBPS with MBPS standing for making burgers per second. So what they did is it said, if you pay the usual $4.99 for the Whopper, you can expect to wait 15 to 20 minutes to get it. And then even if it's ready earlier, even if it's ready, you're still gonna have to wait until that timer goes off to get it. At one point, literally the cashier offers a frustrated customer the bag that the Whopper will go into, but they're not gonna put that Whopper in until that timer goes off. But then, and it's all on the display, and, and people are just like, what the hell are you talking about? But that's if you pay $4.99. If you pay $12.99, then you can get your burger faster. And at $25.99, so $25.99, you get it as fast as usual. You get the usual fast turnaround time. And there's this one customer who's asking about it, and the cashier tells them that, you know, well, since that other people pay more, you're just not a priority. <laughs> And at one point, literally at that moment, someone, it had to have been an actor, had apparently paid the you know big price to get it quickly. But she literally turns to him and says, are you kidding me? Did you just pay $26 for a Whopper? And at one point, literally customers are trying to snatch the bag of food from the cashier who's holding it on the last 10 seconds before the timer goes off. So what this was doing was this video was actually leveraging and also driving home is the effect of the end of net neutrality, this FCC policy that, that blocks ISPs and carriers from throttling back internet speeds for people on lower service plans. But current administration wants to put an end to the net neutrality rules to, to ensure that ISPs and carriers are allowed to award wealthier customers who are able to afford the higher priced services and throttle things back for the middle class or, or lower wage income earners who aren't willing or able to pay these higher internet services. Not exactly an expected message from a fast food brand. I mean, totally 
weird, but it really works brilliantly. And it, it drives home sort of the unfairness of the end of net neutrality. And it even asks people to visit a website where they can sign a petition to ask to keep net neutrality rules, but then also still makes it clear how much people want their BK Whopper and get frustrated when they can't get it. It aligned the brand with their customer base. They said, you know, hey, you know, we want you to be able to get your burger when you want it at a price you can afford. And, and we're in your corner on this other thing, this other part of your life. And and you and I have talked about this, that Burger King tries on purpose to find tensions in society and play off of them in ways that will grab attention. Exactly. There was a campaign we talked about earlier in the year where they gave away free Whoppers to women that go through the drive-through lane in Saudi Arabia to celebrate the fact that, where were we, 110 some odd years after the invention of the automobile, women in Saudi Arabia literally this year, were granted the right to drive in that country. So Burger King gave them a free Whopper when they went through the drive-through lane for the first time ever, being able to do it themselves. So I just love this thing. I will say that, and I think we covered it on this show, I don't think it had the emotional power of Burger King Bowling Jr. Do you remember that? It was a yeah, it was yeah. one of these advert pranks where they had teen actors pretending to be a group of kids who start bullying this other kid. And simultaneously, Burger King purposely made mistakes on people's orders to compare how many of the people in here, how many customers are going to complain about the wrong order compared to how many people will interject themselves to neutralize the situation with these bullies. And it was tense to see it. And these were real life customers that they were doing this to. But then at the end of the video, your faith in humanity is totally renewed because there are people who interject themselves and stop the bullies from bullying this kid and make sure that the kid is okay. And it's totally feel good. It's pretty daring, pretty ballsy for a brand to pull pranks like that and get their own customers pissed off, but just to drive home at an important point in our lives, all just within the context of fast food. It is ballsy. Absolutely. This, you know what, and you, you picked a great number one. This is definitely uh, at the top of my all-time list of advert pranks. Mm -hmm. I, I loved the whole idea. Okay, so, okay, first of all, obviously, I've grown up in the age where, you know, the internet is a big thing. So for me, uh, net neutrality, it's, it's what we do for a living. It's, yeah. you know, so the fact that they were able to tie something into that, I thought was just spectacular. Yeah. And the way they did it and, and how they made it something that people could associate to so easily, I, I just thought it was fantastic. So kudos to you. I think you picked a, a fantastic one. Yes. And kudos to Burger King. They're doing amazing work that I think got to take guts. Could you imagine the conversation? Hey team, what if we did this thing where we piss off our customers by teaching them about <laughs> net neutrality? I mean, it's crazy, right? But, but it is. how many millions have watched this video, learned about this issue, even if they really didn't drive home the part about getting burgers at an affordable price or just how frustrating it would be if you couldn't get your Burger King, just aligning themselves with everyday folks, I think, right. even by itself would have value to the brand, but they did a great job. And yeah, that is that is my number one for the year. Fantastic. Now, there was a bunch of really good stuff this year. And I, I think uh, the ones we picked, I think were, were fantastic examples of companies trying to get to a brand vision and bring it through in an advertisement that people are going to remember. And and, and frankly, almost every one of these went viral, yep. which uh, which says something in itself. Good stuff. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. The Rick and Rick Awards will continue in our next episode. So please tune in next time for the one show where everybody's name is Rick 
and everybody rules the world. Thanks so much, everyone.